Welcome to Noonie and Business Podcast, episode 32, Crazy Rich Asians, with your hosts, Becca and Megan. Well, it may not be a K-drama, but it is a distant cousin. We went to see Crazy Rich Asians in the theater this weekend and have so many wonderful things to say about it. We discuss the plot, warning, there are potential spoilers, our favorite scenes, the characters, the cast, and we go in-depth on why this is such an important movie in America right now. We also talk about the one and only idol, Eric Nam, and his family's contribution to make sure that this film was a box office success. Plus, new segment alert, we go back in our friendship history and read old text messages in a segment we call, That's What She Said. And we end with a listener game request, if BTS were chain restaurants. Find out why Jungkook has sticky floors and Jin loves breadsticks. That's what you're in for today on Noonia Business. This is going to be a little unorganized. That's okay. Hey, we're we're updating less than a week since the last time we did this. We did it. We did it. Man, we're like within four days of our last four or five days. This is Thursday, right? This is a record. Oh, we should. It's um, Kindness Challenge Tuesday. It is. Did you do anything exciting? I did, but it was on Monday. Oh, is okay? It was on Jin Young. It was on a Jin Young. (laughs) I um, said I had to work on Labor Day, which is not uncommon in news you gotta work every holiday yeah so i was working and there were a lot of us at work and so i went and bought ice cream for the newsroom that was really nice of you it was nothing because i also got to eat ice cream so that was that was it mine again is i'm gonna tell you say it and everybody's gonna like roll their eyes but one of my coworkers' grandfather passed away so today oh roll your eyes i know well i we went we bought we all pitched in and bought him flowers and Mm -hmm. i found out where the funeral was we sent it there and then i went and on my lunch break and bought a card and then we all signed it so when he comes back to work on thursday the card will be there so it's wonderful yeah a lot of coworkers would not do any of that i don't think you don't think so no i think that's above and beyond well we wanted to be nice i don't think anyone sent me a card at my work when my grandparents died over the last six years well, so, hey. There you go. Yeah. Huh. Our guy gets one. That's lovely. Yeah. We have a small team, so it's important it's very that he thoughtful. knows that we're thinking of him today. Anyway, mm-hmm. do you have any reassesses? Yes. Let's hear it. Okay. First of all, I went conspiracy theory, Megan, and did that whole thing at the end of the last episode where I was like, oh, we're totally not getting a dance practice video. So too busy. <laughs> and legit, yesterday, they released one. It is magic. It's wonderful. She's talking about, if you didn't catch the last oh, yeah. podcast, BTS and the Idol. Wow, I didn't set up any of what we were talking about. I just assumed BTS Idol knew. music video. We watched that. Mm-hmm. I watched it live on our last podcast. And Megan was saying how she didn't think we would get a dance practice video because, no. because they had they're released, busy. Well, they're super busy. And they're like, the schedule literally is nonstop day to day. And I, um, they released kind of a like a almost a fan cam of one of their recent performances where you can see the choreography perfectly. So I was like, oh, maybe that's going to substitute for a dance practice. Nope, they're just giving us more than we ever needed or wanted or asked for. Not wanted. We want more all the time. But they heard you. They are devout listeners to this podcast. This is not the first time where I've said I want something and then I got it. (laughs) So I'm hardcore convinced at least one member of BTS is a loyal listener. Probably one of you friends on Twitter who's pretending not to be BTS. It's okay. Just tell me. I'm on to you. I know. I mean, we know you so well already. We do. We're and I just... pretty much best friends. I want you to know that it's not going to be weird. Even though I mean, I've assigned a breed of dog to you. It'll be awkward, but we'll be very nice. Was- <laughs> per the usual. 
You will walk away feeling confused, but not unpleasant. <laughs> so welcome, BTS. Do you have uh, any? Oh, I had like a whole bunch about the album when I was re-listening to it today, but you know we don't need to. We don't need to go there. All right, I do have a reassess. Okay. <clears throat> After getting many emails, none of them were mean. Thank you so much, everybody. This is a, this is we we we're a place of positivity. I this feel like is, our listeners are very positive people. Also, come into the Nunia business yes. closet. We're here to just be safe and talk and be it's, happy. It's all sorts of wonderful in here. We're all about just being yourself and learning yes. together. It's okay to have thoughts and feelings. So I said I was kind of underwhelmed with the whole album. I was very confused by the music video. Mm-hmm. However, like a lot of people. It has grown on me. I've probably watched that thing 20 times since last Thursday. It's, I love it. It's it, That is all I could say about it. Is It's just so much the first time that I really think you're like, whoa, I can't process this in one sitting. So even if you don't like BTS, if you enjoy any sort of happy, colorful art, go <laughs> YouTube the BTS Idol music video and just send us your reaction. It's great. We'd love to see what you think. Yeah. So for fun... La, last night, I had my husband and my children watch it. Now, I was really hoping to record their reactions, mm-hmm. but it was super late and I was tired and it was a long weekend and I was not about to do it since I had to get up early. Yeah. So I did write down, though, what my husband said word for word. Oh. So he watched the entire thing. And okay. again, my kids were in the middle of watching like kid fail videos on YouTube, which is their favorite thing ever. Kid also, I highly recommend. They <laughs> sound terrible. Sounds... They're hilarious. I'm in. They're hilarious. Uh, you so, had me at fail. <laughs> so I interrupted their videos to put on the Idol music video, and they were, like, shocked. Mesmerized. They could not stop watching. They ne- Their eyes never left the TV. And my husband said, this looks like a Lisa Frank nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> lots of animals, lots of bright colors, mystical creatures. I'm confused by it, but I also can't get enough of it. That was his exact phrasing. They, BTS should put that as a description under the video. <laughs> Lisa Frank Lisa nightmare. Lisa Frank nightmare. I can't, I don't understand it, but I can't get enough of it. Yes. And they actually just released today BTS reacting to this music video also. And I feel like their reactions were like, what is that? They were kind of <laughs> reacting. I mean, they like loved it, obviously, because it's great. But their reactions were generally like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> what is all of this stuff? Uh, oh, I made my mom watch it, actually. And she had a similar, not a similar, basically, I prefaced it the way I prefaced it for you. Where I was like, it's crazy. It does, it's very confusing. It doesn't really make sense. And I turned it on literally like five seconds into it. And she's like, it may not make sense, but it sure is fun to watch them. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Amen, Marilyn. That is the right attitude. You are welcome here. Uh, my other reassess is about the album in general. Okay. So the emails that came in were great because I said in their last podcast, I didn't really know what to expect. And I was thinking when I hear new album or I hear comeback, I think brand new music. And everybody was like, well, we know because we've gone through this before with other groups. Like it was a repackaged album. And I was like, okay, it was never presented to me as a repackaged album. I just always heard the phrase on social media, like comeback. So I thought it was brand new music. So yeah, I just wasn't prepared, but... Now I stand. Know. I stand by what I said. Now I mean, yeah. Some of the songs I absolutely love. I'm still a little confused about it, but now that I'm thinking about it in a different angle of okay, it was just a repackaged album. I'm like, I guess that makes sense. And we had mentioned that it felt like the order of the tracks we didn't quite understand, and so it felt like a playlist kind of. Mm-hmm. And one of our listeners, Kara, also said that she 
she gave us a tip to listen to, especially one section in order. And she's right. The flow really does feel like a complete album. I don't know. And they call the other ones EPs, right? Or no, did they not? Did I uh, maybe up? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I feel like almost it's like we're supposed to think of her and Tear as like previews for this, which is the album. But then also that doesn't make sense because it's only some. Anyway, never mind. I don't know. All right. Yeah. That was all I had. Oh, the last thing I want to say is even though we talked about it twice, touched upon it twice, I still would like to recommend the '80s remix of DNA. <laughs> I feel like I can't hype it enough. It makes me feel like I'm soaring through the clouds. And I saw a comment on the YouTube on like there was a translation, and I saw a comment that was finally I can get my dad into BTS. <laughs> <laughs> your dad or your thirty-something neighbor? That's how I felt. It was great. Oh, God bless you, commenter. It was a hilarious comment. All right, we have a new segment. That I don't know about. Megan doesn't know anything about this. Are you ready? How often? I think that we should do a drinking game where we just go through all of our old podcasts and say, Megan doesn't know anything about this. Take a shot. <laughs> that would be a really good drinking game. The ratio game. would be perfect. Super drunk yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, this is a segment that I'm, I'm open for new names if anybody wants to think of a different name for it. I'm calling it That's What She Said. Oh, I already love it. I went back in our history of text messages. Uh-oh. And pulled September 4th, uh, 2016. Wait, 2015. Oh, so long ago. Three years ago on from today. Because uh-huh. we are recording this on Tuesday, September 4th. And I wrote down everything we typed back and forth. Oh, what could it have been? Now, I feel like people maybe think we exaggerate when we say we talk about K-pop and K-dramas a lot. No, it's no exaggeration. And we also don't exaggerate when I say sometimes we text each other hundreds of times a day. Oh, yeah. Not so much anymore, but especially, I mean, daily, I for feel sure. Like, I feel like we'll, our thing now is we text at least once a day. Mm-hmm. But then there will be, when when we have a moment of free time, it will sometimes extend into like hours of texting. Yes. It just depends. Well, are you ready? Yeah. Because it's going down. I and can't even also, imagine. I also read it and I was like, oh man, Megan has such a much, she has such a cooler life than I do. Do we, how long had we been into this stuff? Probably a year at this point. Okay. Maybe a little over a year. Okay. I gotta go back. Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm super sort of small scared. on my computer and no matter what I do, I can't make it better, bigger. So I'm going to hold it up to my face. <laughs> Don't laugh <laughs> I'm at taking me. a picture. I even have super good eyesight. All right, here we go. I said... I just got a nosebleed at 7.45 a.m. on a Friday at 32 years old. What is wrong with me? And then I sent you a gif of Gu Jun Pyu helping uh, John D with a nosebleed. With a nosebleed. Yeah. And then I said, quick, get me some medicine. <laughs> Bring me to the hospital. Call Lee Min Ho. He knows what to do. <laughs> Can we make shirts that say that? Yes. <laughs> Call even Ho. He, he knows, knows what, what to, to do. do. And then you said, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I laughed at your pain. You did. And you said, I got one right before I left on Wednesday because I was stressed. We were born to be at the center of a K-drama. We were. And I said, poor lady. <laughs> How was Meryl? Referring to Meryl Streep. Oh, yes. It was Labor Day weekend. Yes. And I said, was a spotlight following her around the party? So Megan, tell us, what were you doing on this day? I used to volunteer at a film festival in Colorado. And she's so so important. She also went with her filmmaker brother. filmmaker brother. (laughs) Hobnobbing with celebrities. And by that I mean we served them uh, hors d'oeuvres and never interacted with them. 
and it was very stressful and I got altitude sickness basically every time I went. So mm-hmm. for me, the mountains are a no. <laughs> It's going to be a no for me, dog. It's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, the experience itself was cool, but like I was always like dripping with snot and various like things just Which is what rich, head. famous people want with, they were on like, the people they serve them their so food. You're so fabulous. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like carrying around food. I'm like, <laughs> would you like some date tartar? And they're like, no, get away from me. Uh, and you said... Yes, and by yes I mean no, but also yes. What was the question? Was a spotlight following Meryl Streep? Because Megan saw Meryl Streep at a party. I forget what movie she was there for, but she was there, and it really was like seeing God. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, there's like it's not even a big room, and it's full of people. But there's like a circle around a circle around a circle. And it's like nobody knows they're forming these circles around Meryl Streep. Because it's like protect her and keep her at the nucleus of this room. Like keep her in the heart of this room. And when she has to waltz to the bathroom, like it's like par- the parting they, of the Red pa- Sea. They part, elegantly part, and she just sort of floats off. <laughs> and, then, and she's like super cool and nice and chill. That's the thing. If people were inadvertently forming protective circles around her, you'd never even know she was there. She doesn't make a big deal about it. She's like a, a not like a like a tall woman. She's like an average height, so it's not like she like sticks out in a crowd. And then all of a sudden, you're like, stick to ta, stick to. Oh, you're Meryl Streep. <laughs> Excuse me, I need a Kleenex. <laughs> so then I said, I promise this isn't very long, but I'm getting sucked into it. And then I said, Bride of the Century. Oh! I must have been watching Bride of the Century at the time. Oh my god, can I also tell you guys, if this was the year we watched Bride of the Century, this was also the year I adopted my cat. Oh! He would have been... Memories! (laughs) (laughs) That was so perfect! You get so many points for the fact that that was also from Cats! I put two and two together real you quick did that there. Really just fast. for you. I never would have. But anyway, he would have been just seven months old. Aww. My little baby. So I said, Bride of the Century. I feel like the leads went from we sort of like each other to I will die without you very quickly. Yeah, that was a zero to sixty situation for sure. Um, but to be fair, I went from I'm not attracted to the lead at all to oh my gosh, that is the sexiest rich man I have ever seen. Amen. In the span of a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna go with it. P.S. Tell Michael Fassbender hello, oh. and he better behave himself around you. Can I tell you the most tragic story of all time? Please. So I love Michael Fassbender. It's it's her like American like, crush. It's her American Jungkook. He is. I love him and i think he is very good at acting (laughs) and uh he was there and i told you i got altitude sickness well that translates into like a severe sinus infection for me so i was supposed to serve at this one party and he hadn't he hadn't been there at any of the parties supposed to serve this one party we all kind of decided he wasn't going to come i was so sick i could barely move i had to stay home and call in i couldn't serve my brother gets home my filmmaker brother your filmmaker brother he's like I was like, don't tell me. He's like, yeah, I'm really sorry. Michael Fassbender showed up and he like directly interacted with my brother. And I was just like, this is why life is unfair and I'll never be happy. Anyway, I did actually see you were like, this is why life is unfair. <laughs> <It's> so unlucky. <laughs> I'm like, 
throwing up. I don't mean to make fun of your sinus issues. No, you should. We, <laughs> you have to laugh real cry, right? I mean, this is just life. You I mean, get it. You live with them. Your sinus passages are clogged, so you just start crying. I do, and when you cry, it makes it so much worse. <laughs> don't cry if you have sinus issues. You know who would know all about this? Jungkook. You would totally get this. <laughs> God, I would just, Jungkook, if you're the one from BTS who listens to this podcast, you should let me know because we could talk sinuses all day. <laughs> who wouldn't take you up on that invitation? I, no one has yet. <laughs> so you said, oh my gosh, I totally agree about the love line, zero to 100 in no time. And then I said, and the honeymoon scene where they both wore turtle mix? <laughs> I laughed out loud. There wait, are... wait, wait, wait. That's not what you wore on your honeymoon? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. In Jamaica? I mean, it's odd, but Greg and I didn't wear turtlenecks on our honeymoon. <laughs> well, you guys are the exception, I think. Uh, I said, I hope you're having fun, at least as much fun as I'm having watching Bride of the Century. And you said, girl, I am a mess. <laughs> Why do I always get sick on vacation? <laughs> Okay, I was saying it's because of altitude sickness, but it's a long-running joke in my family that don't plan a vacation with me because I will I will be so sick. Always. Always. Every single time. And I said, I'm sorry to be bugging you on your vacation. Rest, eat well, take care of yourself. If that isn't a lion out of a K-drama, I don't know what is. You're Lee Ho. And you said, Becca, you are not bugging me. If you stop texting me, I will cry. <laughs> and you know how much worse that'll make my sinus infection. And then you just said, I think it'll work its way out of my system if I get some sleep. Think healthy thoughts for me. And I said, I will. Fighting. Oh, you're a good friend. That's what she said three years ago today. That's a great segment. How fun is that? I I was thinking about the other day and I'm like, I saved like all of our text messages. I should just go back and start reading them. I used to have them all until that one day I was at Hobby Lobby and I called you and I accidentally deleted all of our text messages and I had a meltdown. I got copies. Fun fact that no one needs to know. (laughs) That specific time when I was sick in Colorado, I binge watched all of Freaks and Geeks for the first time. Oh, great show. That is a wonderful show if you're looking for a really fun show i think it's still on netflix and you haven't seen it freaks and geeks is wonderful i love it yeah all right so real quick i would like to mention we got a shout out on somebody else's podcast that was thrilling so there's a podcast called head full of hannibal they are out of why can't i already not think of it the east coast it's the east coast i'm sorry ladies Anyway, Baltimore? Baltimore. There we go. I might be wrong. I, I wanted to, no, it's Baltimore. I wanted to say Boston because I knew it started with a B. But I was like, I'm thinking Boston because I'm looking at Megan and that's where Megan lived. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Amy, Jen, and then their producer, Justin. Now I have to say, they gave us a lovely shout out. I listened to three of their podcasts then because mm-hmm. you guys know I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. And they're so funny. All they do is they get together at like a dining room table and chat like we do. But they talk about the show Hannibal. Which I wanted to tell them. I made it through the first episode and I was too scared. You were too scared? Of, the, of not your podcast, of Hannibal. Because <laughs> I really like scary movies and I love Silence of the Lambs. Oh, this is full circle. We didn't even plan this, you guys. Wait a second. The first year that I volunteered at this film festival, Mads Mikkelsen, who plays Hannibal, was there. Oh, yeah. Also a very lovely man. Very cool. I will never forget, I like, there was like a back entrance at the end of the part, the like end of the festival party where the bathroom was, but it's also where we came from the kitchen with the food. And he was standing at the top of the steps 
in this like perfectly fitted suit, which was a very intimidating thing, backlit. It was the most evil <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Just because he was like, he's like so handsome, it's scary. I will never forget. I like saw him and I almost fell down the steps. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Who is this? And then he got Hannibal. And I was like, no, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> but I did try to watch the first episode and I was so scared I couldn't finish it. But that show is beautiful, visually stunning, and v- deeply unsettling. Well, our friends Amy, Jen, and Justin love that show. And they talk about it. very. They make me feel like I wouldn't be so scared if I watched it. But I think I'm fooling myself because it scared me. <laughs> Well, we really appreciated the shout out. And the thing that I love is I wrote them back and I was like, thank you so much. And I sent them a video message to thank them. And um, Amy responded just saying like, we just love it when people podcast and are genuine and like you can tell they're having a good time. And that made me very happy because again, we say it every podcast. That's our whole goal here is just we just we talk about this anyway. So we thought, why not make people feel less lonely? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Come listen to Megan's amazing stories about celebrities because she's got a million. I There's think so I've, much liter- I've just done all three of the ones that I have. No, I've, she's got previously she's got told another my, really good one. Have but I, I never told that one? I'll, uh, we should we'll save, save it, it for next time. Put that in the back pocket. Yeah, put that in your pocket. That's so. a twofer. So anyway, to our friends at Headful of Hannibal, thank, thank you, you for the shout out. That was awesome. That was so nice of you guys. If I texted Becca, I was like, Becca. I think we got mentioned on another podcast. And she was like, what? Was it bad? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't listened yet. I just saw it on Twitter. And we listened. It wasn't bad. We're like, oh, good. <laughs> oh, anyway. So go check them out. They're way fun. God, we're so Midwestern. Our first thought is like, oh, what's the bad news? <laughs> you also just said that with an act, like a Minnesota accent. <laughs> oh, oh, what's the bad news? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, geez. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what they say was it bad? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I think if we could get 10,000 downloads, we will do an entire podcast in our terrible Minnesota accent. It will like, so, so all I have is this Wisconsin connection, like my family in Wisconsin, who have very weak accents. And so it's me just like exaggerating a weak Wisconsin accent. <laughs> And also, if I do it too long, it just morphs into this weird, like, like Swedish chef thing <laughs> from the Muppets. It's just not good. I'm not good at accents. Oh, already my abs sorry, are burning. Sorry, I feel like we're, we, that, this whole intro, I just derailed us as usual. I'm <laughs> All sorry. Right. What do you want to do? Do you want to go right into the meat of today's episode? Or do you want to play our game? Or should we save the game for Let's the end? Let's save the game for the end. All right, I love because it. Because we're, we're doing something a little different today. We are. We're we diverging. had a wonderful time. We mostly just like talking about our dates. We do. Megan and I had a girlfriend date and it mm. was so much fun. It so was, we... Yeah. Have we've said before, never really see each other. Very, aside from this, aside, aside from, from our weekly podcast, so right. when we can't make this happen, it totally bums me out. Yeah. But even when you're over here for the podcast, you're here for like two and a half hours. We kind of not very long. Wham bam, thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot and ready pizza. I, I'm in and I'm out. <laughs> so, uh, this weekend, my husband said, "Hey, I know you've been wanting to see the movie Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. Why don't you call Megan and see if she wants to go? Actually, this was last time you were here to podcast. We were talking about it. And mm-hmm. Megan's like, I've already seen it, but I will go again. Yeah, I was it like, was very robotic. Full disclosure, I was hoping you would ask me this. <laughs> I was hoping you would ask me to go to the movies with you. So we did. And the mm-hmm. cool thing is our local movie theater, I feel like it was just redone. It was redone like three years ago. Was it really that long ago? I have not gone to a movie in 
probably five years. It's been so long. And so I haven't seen it since it's been redone. And now they finally, thank God, America, it's about time you catch up with Korea. They do that thing where you have to order your tickets before and it's reserved seating. I cannot emphasize enough how much I love assigned seating. How is this not caught on sooner? It's so, it takes so much stress out of it for me. Because I get really stressed about not getting good seats. Yeah. So Megan got us perfect seating thank you like right in the middle center and also full disclosure we went at 10 30 a.m on a saturday y'all don't judge us because those tickets were six dollars they were super cheap you should go to matinee also when megan bought the tickets there was only one other person who had a ticket at the time Mm -hmm. so it was perfect ironically my friend from work ended up sitting behind us what are the chances i mean probably pretty good in this community So anyway, today we're going to talk about Crazy Rich Asians. We're going to just go over, okay, there will be spoilers. We're going to talk about the movie. So we're going to talk about the plot, what happens, the characters, the actors, why it's so important in society that this movie was really done really well. And also, we are going to talk about a K-drama. You can call him a K-drama star. No. Who? Eric Nam. An idol. Oh, yeah, an idol. He's definitely an idol. Um, And his really awesome connection to this movie which i didn't know about this until becca told me made me so happy so. i feel like yeah obviously this is not this is an american movie which right. is not something we talk about a lot that takes place in asia yes so it's like a loose connection to what we usually talk to about what we normally talk about but i mean whatever we can do whatever we want it's our podcast i think it's really important though because just in general, we're always talking about, man, I wish America would do more that of this. That is a really good point. And so I think it's kind of, it's it, it's it's step one in bridging a gap. I feel like maybe I'm jumping into this topic too soon, but what, there are a lot of things about this movie that feel very important. Mm-hmm. But part of it is like, oh God, a good romantic comedy came out. Right? That people like, okay, take aside for. the fact that it's about... Asian culture. Yes. A good romantic comedy came out. I was legitimately sitting in that theater thinking like, when was the last time I came to the movie theater and paid money to see a romantic comedy that I would not be embarrassed to tell people I went to see? And I don't know. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I don't know the last time. I guess Bridesmaids was the last time where I was like, this is a great movie. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, um, I I can't think of anything. So let's dig in. Yeah. All right. So the plot. You just, you want to, should we go over the plot of I the mean, movie? I mean, it's kind of, so it's based on a book, which I haven't yes. read. A couple people at work are reading it and say the book is very, very good. Um, but basically it's about a an economics professor in New York. Named Rachel Chu. Named Rachel Chu, who's dating another professor. I don't know, he's an academic. They never really say what. Mm-hmm. Nick Young. Nick Young. It's her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. And they have like the perfect relationship, which, I mean, it's per- it's almost annoyingly perfect. Mm-hmm. But he invites her to go home with him to Singapore. He's originally from Singapore. He invites her to go home with him for his best friend's wedding. And she's like, okay, cool. I've never met your family. Well... And this is the biggest plot hole of the movie, but I get it. It's important to the plot. He hasn't told her that his family are basically billionaires. They're basically royalty in Singapore. Essentially, they're richer than even you. Like, I, the the wealth that was portrayed in this movie, whether it's realistic or not, who knows? I don't know. I'm not a wealthy person. But it was so much wealth that I can't comprehend it. Mm-hmm. It seems nonsensical to me. But also, on that note, it was fun wealth. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was fun to watch them spend money. Oh, when this, there's a scene where they, they, I love the, however, I don't know what you call it, the device in which they 
introduce his family members one by one to her because he has these cousins and it was so perfectly done where he's like telling him about telling her about one cousin it shows the one cousin in this lavish lifestyle and then they did it for the rest of them and the one cousin who's like actually likable astrid buys these earrings that are like 1.2 million dollars and you get the impression that that's kind of a steal yeah like she has no qualms yep, yeah just yeah if do you guys take amex <laughs> it's like oh yeah put it on my tab <laughs> the most expensive earrings i own probably cost 14 dollars, and i got them at target 9.99 baby Amen. 9.99 so yeah, she's kind of thrust into the spotlight then in yeah. Singapore because, because she's she like doesn't an, uh, realize what's that word? So he's like a social. Can men be socialites? He's like yeah. a socialite, and he's like the most eligible bachelor. Yeah, that, in Singapore, who's from Singapore but li- living internationally. Yes, but yeah, everybody wants to know. And of course, who she is. He's supposed to take over his father's business, and so his family doesn't take super kindly to Rachel because they feel like. She's holding him back from fulfilling that duty. Yes. Which I love because if I remember correctly, aren't they Chinese? Her family? Her fa- His family. His family. Aren't yes. they Chinese and then they moved to Singapore? Like down the lineage. They were from China. Yes. So it really does give this really great sense of, which I think it's very true, like in China and in Chinese families, the son is like an important role in the family. There's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. You are expected to do as your parents want. You're expected to support the family and make sure that the lineage continues in a positive direction. Like there's a lot of pressure there. And so, yeah, the mom does not like Rachel too much. Which, did we talk about this? Okay, so I'm, I'm like skipping all over the place. This is totally like one of our recap episodes where we're like, we're going to recap this and then we go off on wild <laughs> tangents. The mother is your your like typical romantic comedy evil mom mm-hmm. who's the foil who's going to break you apart from your love but the whole time i'm like i don't hate this woman at all that's the thing we left that movie theater oh, oh gosh i have so much to talk to you guys about we left the movie theater and the first thing megan and i said to each other was i can't hate that mom i can't hate nick's mom no she's so well and okay without spoiling it the first scene they establish from the very first scene, which takes place, it's like a flashback to 1994. They establish in the first scene, like, this woman is awesome mm-hmm. and powerful and a little vindictive, but in a way that feels just. Yes. And so you're like, she, she, her presence feels empowering. So from the first scene, you're like, I like this lady. I want to be on her good side. But also she terrifies me. <laughs> well, yeah, I would never ever want, if, like, God, can you imagine if that was, like, Greg and Jeff's mom? We would, we, you and I would angel. never go home. <laughs> no, I'd be terrified because Rachel's much more charming than I am. I and she didn't even like Rachel. <laughs> and it's, so it's, anyway, they get there and then there's all this hubbub about her and the mom's kind of angry too because she had no idea he was even dating this woman. They've been together for a year. And the whole time, Nick's like, I don't see the problem. Mm-hmm. This is going to go fine. And you're like, no, it's not. You sweet, sweet dum-dum. You sweet, sweet dum-dum. <laughs> this is going to be a disaster. How dare you assume? Okay, number one, Nick. How dare you do this to your mother? Yeah. Number two, Nick. How dare you do this to really? your, like, girlfriend? The, the villain of this movie is Nick. Is Nick. 
his stupidity because it's true maybe if he had prepared his mom for the fact that like look i know this isn't what you would have chosen for me but i'm very serious about her but no he just (laughs) swans in like yeah everything's great check out my cool girl and the mom's like not at all okay with it and she's civil at first but the more nick shows he's serious about rachel the more his mom is obviously going to push back and again all of this might have been solved with a couple phone calls <laughs> like even like six months ago just a quick check-in like hey, yeah how ma, are you? ma i got a girl i got a girlfriend got a girl We're pretty serious again i know you might not be thrilled but let's talk this through <laughs> because you're gonna meet her in six to eight months but he doesn't do that he just doesn't do it oh uh, all right <laughs> nick you're the villain but he's so cute and sweet and charming like this this guy that's the other thing. This man is the perfect man. All right. He Let's never does anything name. wrong. The actor's name is Henry, Henry Golding. Golding. Hubba hubba. I think, as I always say, meow. <laughs> he is super handsome. But it's also like, it's not just the fact that he's attractive. He's the perfect man. Yes. He's super sweet. He, like, clearly, because you automatically like Rachel because she's cool as hell. So the whole time you're like, well, this gorgeous, super rich guy likes this girl. He has great taste in people. So he obviously has a good heart. Yes. He's kind. He's, like, really unassuming. Honestly, it's unbelievable. He's unbelievably perfect. And there's an amazing scene where they are flying first class to Singapore. And Rachel's like, wait, like is your family rich? Like, how can we afford first class traveling internationally? And she's like, I just don't understand. Like, your family is rich. Like she can't believe that his family no. is rich. She's How like, this never she's like, up? you use my Netflix login. Yeah, you, you, you play, play basketball. The why? Like, how are you a rich person? Yeah, you're it's terrible so, at being rich. It's so adorable. And they're just like the screenwriters are great, and I don't know if this is part of the novel too, but they're building it up where you're like, wow, this guy really is perfect. Because what's more charming than that? He could he could buy his own gym. Mm-hmm. He could practice in like I don't know what's a famous place where basketball is played. <laughs> You can play basketball in the like garden. The, the garden. What's that place TD called? Garden. That's in Boston. <laughs> um, what's the garden? What is it? What's the it's the, uh, the sports garden? The sports garden. <laughs> I can't think of the name. Go sports team. Yeah. All right, basketball. <laughs> he could literally rent that place and play basketball by himself if he wanted. But he doesn't. He, he goes. Doesn't. Why? It's so stinking cute. It is. So so. Where were we? Anyway, he brings her home. He, they meet the best friend and the best friend's fiance, who are all equally amazing and delightful. And again, if you're Rachel, you're like these people seem normal. I don't know. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. So it's my favorite. It might be my favorite scene of the movie, actually, Mm. the more I thought about it after we left the theater. Rachel's college roommate lives in Singapore, too. Mm -hmm. And she's also very wealthy, very above my means wealthy. Now, compared to Nick Young, she's poor. It really stressed me out, actually, because so as you guys know, I'm looking for a new job. And this character, like, clearly doesn't work. She just lives with her parents. And I was like, why can't that be me? I was so jealous of her. Anyway, keep going. So her name in the movie is Peeklin. Mm-hmm. It's Aquafina. It's Aquafina. Is the is Aquafina. the she's a rapper? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, actress, An actress, actress. Yeah, amazing. 
Yeah, she's very amazing. Funny. I also looked her picture up online after the movie. She's so gorgeous they in gave real her life. A goofy wig, and she looks insane in the movie. But the wig is great. It fits the name Peaklin, which the whole time I thought they were saying Pigpen in the movie. Really? <laughs> I was like, why are they calling her Pigpen? She's so delightful. They say it so fast. Like, could never catch the name Peaklin. But anyway. Peaklin. She's amazing in this mm. movie. And so Rachel goes to her house to visit while Nick is off, like, doing bachelor party things. I don't know where he's at. And Peeklin is, like, at this beautiful dinner table. And to give you an idea, they say that her house was inspired by Donald Trump's bathroom. bathroom. It's, like, all gaudy gold. and It's so over, over the, top. the top. You can't imagine having to live there. Yeah, it's amazing. And so she's sitting down and... She's like, yeah, my boyfriend's in town. His name's Nick. And, you know, we're here for a wedding. And somehow the family gets it out of her that it's, that it's Nick, Nick Young. Young. And they're like, are you kidding us? Mm-hmm. Enter the first makeover. <sighs> I would have been disappointed if I had gone to a rom-com and there was no makeover. <laughs> I would have been very sad. So they help her get ready. And then she this shows is- up at this engagement party and looks amazing yeah this dress is to die for it's very pretty also can i say that she is one of the few actresses the first thing the first time i saw her in that dress i was like wow she's not very well like endowed Mm. and i love it about her like it's so realistic it's not another actress (laughs) not another actress who's a size zero with Mm. like double d's like it was very relatable and i instantly fell in love with are we talking about the actors later more because I yes. love Constance Wu plays Rachel, and I'm a little bit obsessed with her. She's amazing and talented and funny and gorgeous. A, yeah. She's so great. You should follow her on Instagram. Oh, I didn't know she was on Instagram. She's a great Instagram follow. All right. I'm going to go follow her. She's so cool. So, I don't know, Megan. We don't have to go through the whole thing. I will tell you. I mean, there's not I mean, there's not that much to it other than she meets lots of challenges. What were you... Sorry, you will tell no, me. No, I was going to say... Sorry, I'm burping. I am a cold-hearted person with no emotions whatsoever. Right. Um, we all say that about you. I cried <gasps> in this movie. Did you? I got tears in my eyes a few times, but at the end of the movie, I was like full-on tears falling down my face. Mm-hmm. And then I was nudging Megan, and I was like, look it, I'm crying, because I and never I like, cry. Where's my phone? I got to take a picture. <laughs> it, it's basically like she goes to this first party, immediately gets the sense that the mom doesn't like her and the family doesn't like her yeah Yeah. it's just in general she's she makes a lot of little mistakes which if you've ever met somebody's family for the first time very easy to make but when it's somebody's family who's like crazy rich then it feels worse somehow because she already felt out of place i think and i think it's intimidating enough to meet your boyfriend's family for the first time Mm -hmm. but to meet them with a bunch of strangers at a party. In another country that you've and never been to. And there's a target on your back because he's an eligible bachelor. Yeah. That's on a whole new level. It did feel very... The, the tension was real. Mm-hmm. And she and she makes these acquaintances and allies throughout the movie, which is really good. Um, but, like, so that's the first time where things don't go great, but she's not deterred. And then she goes to the bachelorette party and then people are just horrible to her. Mm-hmm. To the point where you're like, I can't believe this would ever happen. But I've never been in a situation where the stakes were quite that high, I guess. Yeah. Money, man, money changes everything. <laughs> maybe, I guess. I've never had Maybe someday any. we'll find out. Yeah, when I'm very, very wealthy. <laughs> so we determined at least one member of BTS listens to this podcast. What do you, you guys want to weigh in on that? Does money change everything? 
We're really curious. Please enlighten us. <laughs> so it's delightful. I will say the other thing I really loved about the show and then hated was Astrid mm-hmm. and her husband. That's Astrid's the nice cousin. She's the she's Nick's nice cousin that is a total ally to Rachel. They seem to have the perfect marriage and relationship and family life. And at one point, there's like a bedroom scene and he like comes up and starts kissing her. And I leaned over to Megan in the theater and I was like, he looks like he is a darn good kisser. Yeah, he darn good kisser. Yeah, yeah. It was and a then scene. they don't spoiler. Stop listening. He has an affair. Yeah, it's really sad. And he cheats on her and they end up breaking up. And the thing that bummed me out more than the affair was I didn't get to see him kiss her anymore because he was a really good kisser. And he was, he starts off as a, well, and that's what, I guess what's complicated about it and makes it maybe what the movie does so well is that you don't hate him either. I mean, you hate him because he cheats on her, but it's like. I don't hate the situation. I, I can't say I don't blame him. No. But the things that he said, like, you just found out I had an affair and your reaction is we'll talk about it later. Like, I absolutely get why he is mad. I get yeah. why he's not happy in that relationship. And I, I read an article uh, talking about the movie where they were kind of criticizing the fact that it really does show a very one-sided view of wealth, specifically in Singapore. And, like, you're seeing a very tourist version of Singapore like exactly what you'd want it's glitz and glamour and beautiful and in that sense like it it does make rich people look good but it also doesn't shy away from the issues I guess I mean like it it addressed dirty laundry issues that come along with this sort of ridiculous wealth and they're basically the same things everybody deals with. It's just a slightly different context. And that really, I mean, her storyline was almost m- more interesting. And and they did this all in like two hours. There are so many, they, they like tackle so many multiple storylines in two hours. But you're like, wow, this, it really is a conundrum. Because like Becca said, it's not that I can't blame him. I can blame him because he was a weak-willed person in that sense. But you get the struggle because mm-hmm. he's a person who's not wealthy he's and the people are jerks to him like the other cousins are really mean to him because he was in the military they, well, they call him like a peasant or a commoner or something as a mm-hmm. joke but it's obviously not a joke and um well and i think it plays in we've always we've talked about this not on this podcast a lot mm-hmm. but we you and i talk about this a lot about like toxic masculinity and yes. how it's men are supposed to provide like the, and me hunter yes, and gatherer yes, yes. and it's like that doesn't that's, that's 2018 like it's, women it's, can provide very and, easily and if a woman does provide i don't understand why that should make a man feel like he's anything less and she finally does get her that moment of her to say to him like you know i can't make you a man because you're not yes. one and it's like thank you exactly mm-hmm. he, th- he, th- he he clearly has all these insecurities that are 100% his problem. And you understand how they could have evolved from the situation and that everybody makes mistakes and it's not just his fault. But at the end of the day, he kind of just gave up. Man, we talk about that relationship for hours. I know. That was super interesting. And she's great too. That actress is um, she, you, she beautiful she, and, as well. And so like, you, the character is so <clears throat> lovely. I think it's Gemma Chan. Is that right? I, I believe, believe so. so. That's a great name, Gemma. Mm-hmm. Such She's a British beautiful. name. All right, so a couple of scenes that I loved, besides the one where they're at Peeklin's house, mm-hmm. because it's so funny. Yeah. And Ken Jong yeah. is her dad. <laughs> and honestly, I'll be so honest. When I saw that he was her dad, and he kind of came out as like over the top, and he was pretending to have this terrible Asian-American accent, it was very weird. I kind of rolled my eyes, and I was like, oh, not we're this doing character. This, like, yeah. we're doing The Bachelor, or what, what was that show? The... Um, 
uh, the Bachelor Party movie. Oh, uh, Why can't the, we? Hangover. the Hangover. The Hangover. I was like, we're getting that character. I haven't seen that. But, but in a new show. Uh-huh. But no, he ended up being amazing and delightful. And He's I'm so funny. glad he was in that movie. But uh, yeah, that was one of my favorites. So my other favorite, The Wedding. Okay. I'm not the a freaking wedding. I was about to say I'm not a crier. That's a lie. I'm a crier. And I cried a lot in The Wedding. Because, so it was, to, be, to, to preface, it's Nick Young's best friend's wedding. Right. So, and it's the day after the, Nick's mom basically goes up to Rachel and like is super open with her and is like, you know, Nick's grandmother didn't want me to marry her son. I wasn't her first or second choice. And but, she, you know, it took years, but I convinced her I can do it. And I was enough. And she basically straight up says to Rachel, I know you'll never be enough. You are not enough for Nick. Yeah. You are not enough for this family. And I mean, what the heck? That's horrible. But enter makeover number two. Thank God. <laughs> and it's great because there's this moment where Peeklin really gives her this, like, all right, pull it together. You're not a damsel in distress. Yes. You're an awesome professor who's successful and incredible. Who was raised by a single, single, single mother. Mom who's successful and incredible. Yes, like, who had no money growing up and look at what you've become. Yes. yes. And you're like, just as good mother as is people. nothing. Yeah. yeah. So she basically gives her this thing. They do another makeover. That's a great makeover scene. Um, also, the there's a, Ollie is this other side character who is one of the good guys, and he's from the show Superstore. Oh, which yes. Also, I kind of wrote that show off just as the concept. It's pretty great too. I really like it. So it's an NBC show, um, but and he's really good in it. Anyway, sorry, that was a side note. Uh, <laughs> the wedding. The wedding. Oh, so so she's like recharged. She shows up looking. Fly. Amazing. Fly. And she's, she like pushes the haters away. There's this like ex-girlfriend of Nick's who didn't stand a chance and she gets her face rubbed in it. Also, there's like this dignitary at the wedding that nobody is allowed to sit by. Yeah. Who must be an economist. Yes. And Rachel walks right up to her. No fear. And you can tell this woman at first is kind of like, like what are you, why are off. you talking to me? But then Rachel's like, oh my gosh, I read your article on whatever. And they become best friends. And Rachel ends up sitting in the front row of this With wedding. Her. Ahead of Nick's mother. And she's none too pleased by yeah. that. I'm also trying to think of the last time there was a romantic comedy lead where I was like, yeah, like cheering <laughs> him on. Like, you get him, girl. And I can't even remember that. Because she is a really cool, inspiring, strong character. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, but they're there. And that's all fine. Then the damn wedding starts. I'm sorry, I just said a bad word. <laughs> and it's over the top. I mean, excessively over the top. People are holding branches. With fireflies. With like fireflies the blinking aisle on fills them. fills with water. The aisle. The aisle has beautiful water flowers on oh. it dry. And oh. then all of a sudden, as the bride starts to walk down the aisle, water starts filling up the aisle i'm telling you and she was walking like 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 she's walking on water it's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen so oh and then there's they're singing um i can't help falling in love with you and it's this beautiful acoustic version and every i'm not kidding you i just i don't even care about weddings like i i have no thoughts about weddings i was losing my mind it was so beautiful <laughs> The fireflies, man. I was fine. And then they all held up the fireflies. And I was like, oh, my God. This is so gorgeous. But then take all of that crap out. Nick is standing at the front of the church. And again, as with all romantic comedies, their chemistry is the thing that makes it or breaks it. 
the Constance Wu and Henry Golding have fantastic chemistry. Mm-hmm. So they're standing, and she's in a in a booth. No, pew. <laughs> in a booth. <laughs> she's in the booth. She's in a pew, and he's at the altar. And they the song is playing, and the bride's walking down the aisle, and they make eye contact, and you could just tell that they love each other so much. <laughs> and you're just, it's like. I was, I teared up. I just choked up like crazy. I was so emotional. And Constance Wu, like, oh, her performance in that scene is so good because she's so, it's like the culmination of everything she's been through, which she's put up with really well. Mm -hmm. It's all of that on top of this realization that like, okay, this guy is worth all of this. Yes. Where you feel like, I feel like we needed that moment because otherwise it's like, just leave. Right. Just go home. He sucks. This is stupid. So it's going great up till this point. And then... Oh, do you want to say anything else about the wedding? Mm-mm. Uh, then they go to the reception. And it all falls apart. Roller coaster, people. Grandma. You go up, you got to come down. There's always a grandma. Oh, and P.S. This grandma, I loved her. They made I her seem cool. I loved this grandma until the stupid reception. It's like backwards of Rooftop Prince Grandma. Yes. <laughs> I hated Rooftop Prince Grandma until she did the right thing. And Opposite. then she died. And then she died. <laughs> and this grandma, they made her seem like a sweet, nice old lady. Nope, she's a snake too. Mm-hmm. They like hired a private investigator who found out Rachel's mom had lied about Rachel's dad. Rachel thought her dad had died when she was before she was born, but really her mom's husband in China, what this was before Rachel was born, was abusive. And so her mom had befriended like an old school friend and they fell in love and then she got pregnant and she she just like ran to protect herself and her baby and came to the US and created her own like a life for she and her child and it's beautiful and inspiring. But of course, like the rich people are making it seem like this tawdry, like she cheated on him. She cheated on his on her husband and then took the child and ran, ran. away. And it's not like that at all. And Rachel, the, the really heartbreaking thing is Rachel had no idea. Mm-hmm. Rachel had no idea that that's what happened. So they not only exposed this family secret, they basically revealed it to Rachel for the first time in this horrible way. And then, which is terrible, but I think the worst part then is they're like, see, you are not good enough. Yeah, get out. You are from a broken home yeah. and your mother is a scandal. Yeah. Get out of here. We don't Why are you, you here? And she says the most gratifying line in the whole movie, which is, I want nothing to do with your family. And she runs. And it's another great scene because this whole time I feel like they've been filming the lavishness of the parties and you're like, I want to live like that. This is glamorous and beautiful. But suddenly the way it's filmed, it's like tacky and loud and awful and the people are awful and, you, and you're like, you're with Rachel. You just want to be out of there. Like mm-hmm. You don't want to be a part of it anymore. It's too much. She gets out and of course Nick follows her even though Grandma's like, if you follow her, you can never come back, which... That threat never holds up, Grandma. Never. Come on. He's the only son. Come on. He And, and his like cousins, who are the other options, are ding-dongs. Mm-hmm. Really terrible. Um, but anyway, so she goes and hides in Peekland's house for, I don't know, presumably days? Days. And this is, again, like Megan just said, so this whole movie up to this point has been about like the flash and the glitz and the mm-hmm. glamour. And then the next few days, when she's at her lowest, it's all about the people yeah, it's about the, the people kindness that, of good It's all people. about the people that love her. Yes. And it's like Peekland's parents. Who, who have are, been really goofy. Who have to- been really goofy. Are so gosh darn sweet. Beautiful. They're bringing her food. The Even whole- Peekland's brother, who's like oddly little, little obsessed with, with yeah. Rachel, is, is just adorable. And like provides this great comic relief. 
So she's miserable. She's not eating. She's sleeping for days in Peekland's room. And of course, Peekland's awesome and is like, you can stay as long as you want. And so all of a sudden, she's like, Rachel. And I love this scene. I love the way that this actress is Aquafina. I love the way that she says it. She's like, Rachel, you have a visitor. And like, it's like, you don't know who it's going to be. And you, well, and I was sure it was Nick. Yes. I was sure, like, oh, finally, they're going to talk. They're going to talk and come through. No, it's her mom. Her mom flew to Singapore, and then it turns out that Nick called her mom to, to come to Singapore. There. And I am a sucker for a mother-daughter scene. And that's scene. the thing. This is the part where I almost started crying because it was all of a sudden about the mom, oh, and the mom God. told, and the mom told her like the only reason that I left my old husband and had an affair was because he hurt me. And, and that was like her exact word. And she, she hurt me. And, and it's like you just are like. You raise this beautiful girl to be this amazing human being on nothing. Oh my god! Without any help, and that's what it's so beautiful. She says like all of my past choices. It, oh, she's like everything that happened to me then brought me you, mm-hmm. and it's just like, <sighs> God, come on! It's like not even a groundbreaking line. I mean, you've heard it a million times. But it's just, you've been through so much in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's been an exhausting experience that you're just like, God, you're reminding us what really matters. Yes. And it really hits home. And it's her, I don't know the actress who plays her mom, but she's like my favorite character. Mm-hmm. She has another red letter scene coming up like that is like show-stoppingly great moment where she doesn't even say anything and steals the scene. But um, yeah, and, and she just talks about like her beautiful, courageous girl. And you're just like, women are amazing. They are they are the best. It's it's wonderful. It's so touching. Yeah. And so, anyway, they leave. Long story short. Yeah. Oh no, I'm lying. They don't. The leave mom yet. is like, I think you should talk to Nick. Yeah. Before you can't just you like, can't just leave, leave Singapore and never talk. You to should him. talk to him. And so they meet down by this river and they talk and they have this. It's a great conversation, but Rachel's essentially like, I love you so much, but this is just not gonna happen well and it's that classic rom-com conundrum of if you choose me you turn your back on your family if you choose your family you turn your back on me and of course the romantic love interest is never going to be the one who's like turn your back on your family because yeah. they always have to be a martyr it has to be that yeah that line of, i like, love you so much I i'm sacrificing i'm going myself. to give you up yes. because i know you will regret it and i don't want to be the reason you have regrets which come on but <laughs> So she, they have this conversation and then it cuts to another scene where Nick's mom is like walking around downtown and she goes into this, it's like a mahjong, mm-hmm. uh, like, like a game room kind of. And Rachel's waiting for her. And if you've forgotten, Rachel is a professor of, you haven't forgotten, we haven't said it, game <laughs> theory, <laughs> which apparently is an economics thing. Raise your hand. Listeners, Becca, if you've never taken an economics class, Becca and I are raising our hands, (laughs) don't know anything about it. But game theory is apparently a thing and it has to do with betting and like, I don't know, I guess Rachel's good at reading people. basically like poker, but with dice. Basically, she knows the the psychology behind why you make the decisions you make in high pressure situations like betting. It seems fascinating. I don't understand anything about it, but it's fascinating and you don't really need to understand it because they make it very simple for you. So they're, but we should start with one of the opening scenes of the movie is Rachel in her classroom playing a car. I think it's poker Poker. with a student and she has nothing in her hand. And so she just keeps betting and staying calm and she's reading his visual signs and his physical cues. And he ends up having a decent hand, but he folds because the the stakes are too high for him. And her confidence is intimidating. Yes. And so then she lays down her hand and she has nothing. And she's like, see, I can, you know, and she, and it's this whole lesson about, yeah, 
you were you were afraid to bet more than you were willing to lose or whatever, and it's this whole thing. And we're so like, the, I bet that'll come back. I bet this play. is full circle. <laughs> full circle. And so in this game room, then she's playing Nick's mom, and Nick's mom has a great hand, mm-hmm. and you think the same thing, where you think. I bet Rachel has nothing mm-hmm. and I bet the mom is going, the stakes are going to get too high and Rachel's going to win because she has nothing, but the mom's going to fold. Well, sure enough, the mom doesn't fold and the yeah. mom has a great set of, it's like dominoes kind of. I don't, yeah. I don't really understand the game. It's but like a game with tie, there are tiles and yeah. pic, picture tiles. And so she lays them down and you see this look of like hesitation in Rachel's face. And then Rachel says this great line about if, if I take Nick I'm going to lose because he'll lose you and I will always be the person that made him lose you. If I walk away from Nick, you lose because even though you get Nick, he will always hate you. And she's like, so I'm walking away. And then she lays down her tiles and she has a better set than the mother. She legitimately won fair and square. And so she stands up and the mom looks really shaken shaken up yeah and the again this is, this where, is the best this moment. is where i got teary-eyed again rachel walks halfway through the game room like puts her arm out her mom takes her arm her mom was sitting there her mom stands up and oh. like turns around and looks at nick's mom and you can tell i was waiting for a middle finger or anything but the look she gave nick's mom was worse than any gesture you could ever give a human being because you had this distinct feeling of like even though they don't have money or status, they're so much better than you. Yes. Because they have, they have each and other. And they realize that that's all they need. And that's so cheesy. Like, I get yeah. it. That's the cheesiest, like, oh, great. We're reinforcing this same idea over and over. Do I think money would solve all of my problems? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. I think it would solve at least most of them. <laughs> but would I trade places with someone? No, I feel like you walk away from the movie being like, I would rather be like this mother and daughter who are so close and know each other and know who they are and have kind of like the freedom to do whatever they want with their lives mm-hmm. than this family that is like so um, wealthy that like but all regimented. they do is like protect that. Yes. That, and the that image. Image. Yes. Yeah. And they're not free to do what they want because everybody's right. looking at them there all the time. expectations. Yes. So it's really interesting. But yeah, that's the moment I was talking about where Rachel's mom stands up and she just looks at Nick's mom from across the room. Seriously, if you've seen this movie, I would love to get your opinion. I honestly was like gripping the the edge of my seat thinking this middle finger is going to come. I was just waiting because it seemed they did such a good job of building in that pause. Yeah. Because she turns around and almost doesn't even move and just stares at Nick's mom. Well, you get this sense of like, she, you can, it's like, she's not saying anything, but you can hear her saying, I just want to see what you look like. Like, I need to see who did this to to my daughter. I I almost get like, I want, it's almost like the look of, I need you to look at me and realize that you've hurt my daughter because of decisions I've made and I'm not ashamed of those decisions. And I'm not afraid of you. Yes. Because that's the whole thing is everyone's so afraid of this woman. Eleanor, that's her name. Mm -hmm. I just remembered her. Nick's mom's named Eleanor. The whole time, everyone's so afraid of her because she's got so much power in this family. But Rachel's mom just looks at her like, you don't scare me. You don't have any power over me. And it's it's great because... Because it feel, makes it feel like Eleanor like almost shrinks. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly powerful moment. Also, Rachel's mom has this like amazing orange dress on and she looks fabulous. She I does. I being like, that is a good look. Yes. So again, I'll say, we still don't hate Eleanor. No, I'm fascinated <laughs> by Eleanor. Like, I, I, don't, I don't hate the and character that's part at all. Is they build in all of this backstory where you're like, Eleanor has not had an easy time. You don't know like what her background is but you get the impression that it wasn't ideal for Nick's parent Nick's grandparents because Nick's grandma's a real jerk to Eleanor Mm -hmm. too 
and even so, in present day even yes oh yeah the they're, they're making dumplings at one point and she makes some passive aggressive very like typical mother-in-law statement where she's like oh did you make those you've really lost your touch and it's like is that necessary nana mm-hmm. <laughs> nana <laughs> i mean honestly <laughs> do you need to go back to bed because you're getting really surly <laughs> It, it's like unnecessary passive aggression that's definitely like a trickle down aggression that's the now impacting your your golden grandson mm-hmm. so anyway Eleanor Eleanor's like the best character she's so fascinating the two moms are the best characters you barely They're know anything so about them so every time there's so there's two more scenes in the movie then you think we're almost done oh we this are movie f- it, it keeps going there's two more scenes in the movie then one that I almost cried at and it involves Rachel's mom and then one where it finally, my my tears were spilled. My tears were shed. Tears and were spilled. it involved Nick's mom again. Yeah. So let's get to the other one. So they're on the plane to go home. It's uh, Rachel's mom and Rachel. And all of a sudden, Nick comes barreling down the airplane. And they're sitting, they're sitting, they're sitting coach. Yes. I mean, they're not sitting first class anymore. And she's like, what are you doing? And it's almost predictable. And also I was like, doesn't the airport have security? Don't they have like, or did he buy a ticket? That's the thing. The only reason where I'm like, I'll buy this is because we've already seen how far his money can go. Yeah. So it seems to me that with the amount of money he has access to, he could easily get on a sold out plane. Yeah. So he's on this airplane and he's just going through. I'm so sorry. I just want you to well, know. Well, he's I love like, you I'm so going much. back to New York with you. Yeah. And he's like, he's I, go- I'm leaving it all. I yeah. don't want anything to I'm do with it. And I feel like th- there's like a little montage of them before the airport where you see Nick's mom goes to see him at his hotel and you don't know what they talk about, but it seems very It's serious. shot beautifully because yeah. they're on a balcony and they are far apart. And there's a huge distance between them. It very looks very un- intense. Happy. Also, we forgot the important thing. When they're making dumplings, Rachel says something to the mom about, I oh, love your ring. Super important. She's see? like, I love your ring. And it's this giant emerald ring. And it's yeah. gorgeous. And she's like, thank you. It was... Nana's oh, it was it was no, passed it, down it was no he the Nick's dad had it made for her oh, because right. the grandmother wouldn't give him her ring the family ring because she didn't approve because she didn't her. approve and that's like another thing nope lost my train of thought anyway keep going so then oh when, that's the one of the first moments where we start to realize like oh she hasn't had the easiest time either yeah because she admits she the, actually is quite likable yes I know quite likable you have to like say it under your breath (laughs) so uh there is a scene then where when rachel and nick break up he does propose to her and he proposes with this extravagant diamond ring and we should also say that throughout this whole thing he has never once questioned his love for her no she has flip-flopped a little and it's not that she's questioning her love she's questioning the reality of their love and everyone else is like his best friend who's a gem is even like, are you, do you really think this is going to work? You have to take it into consideration. And he says how hard this will be for her. For her. It's not that he doesn't like no, Rachel. He, yes. He's a great guy, but he's like, you, I don't think you've thought this through, which duh, Nick, you have not. No. <laughs> this is a disaster because Man, you did not boy, do anything. You did not think this through. So he does propose to her with this gorgeous diamond ring. And she's like, no. I'm she's good. like, I'm, I'm sorry. You'll, you'll resent me and I don't want to live like that. Yeah. So... Fast forward to the plane now, and he's apologizing and whatever. And finally, things are said, and he gets down on one knee, and the whole plane freaks out. And she's like, "You have, you're making this so hard. You can't keep doing this." Yeah, she's like, "It's you're making it harder for me. You're making it harder on yourself. We need to move on, whatever." So he gets down on one knee, and he opens up the box, and you can tell she's like not expecting much, and probably gonna say no. And she sees the mom's emerald ring. You guys, I gasped. <laughs> I gasped. I don't know how I didn't see it coming, 
I did not see it coming. I, I was also like, did not see it coming. <gasps> and then I'm like, so the first time I saw this, I saw it with my mom. The second time I saw it with Becca. The first time I was like, mom, it's the it's the mom's rig. My mom's like, I know. I've been watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know, Megan. <laughs> and with Becca, I'm like looking over to see what her reaction is because I was so excited. <laughs> I saw it was the mom's ring, and I had this like the same reaction where I was like like clutching my pearls, and I was yeah. like, <gasps> and I looked at Megan, and you were staring at me. <laughs> Megan just spit all of her water out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad timing. <laughs> It was, I was seriously just like, I knew it was coming. I'm just like awkwardly looking over and then I'm just staring at her and I saw it. I was so gratified. I was like, I know that was amazing, right? It was the best feeling. Because, and again, you just think, I can't hate Eleanor. And so I got all these tears in my eyes because it's like, Rachel's mom is there. She looks so excited. Rachel looks so excited. Random passengers are all And it's, again, it's so low key mm-hmm. like he proposes on a freaking airplane where it's probably and hot coach, and sweaty and he's and like coach. helping people put their suitcases it's people so like charming. trying to get their suitcases up they're sweating mm-hmm. it's it's so charming it's funny because it's like you get glimpses of of nick and rachel yes as a couple and why they're so wonderful throughout the movie and then a lot of the a lot of times their relationship is kind of set aside because you're looking at them in this larger context of his family but it's like you're finally back to that moment where like it's Nick and Rachel. Because at the beginning, they're eating dessert together and it's so cute. And you're just like, God, you guys are annoyingly adorable. Mm-hmm. And it's again, we're just like, this is just adorable. I hate it. It was so, so sweet. It was great. And so the very last scene of the movie then is the one where I finally started bawling. Yeah. And it's their engagement party. They stay in Singapore for one more day. It's in Singapore. I don't know how, I don't know who their party planner is to throw this big of a shindig on a 24-hour notice. Mm-hmm. But it's at the top of this super sweet hotel. It's, the architecture is it unheard of. It looks like of. a boat it looks on like a, a It looks building. like a UFO. It's so crazy. It's insane. And... Um, so they're in this party. Everybody seems very happy for them. I mean, it seems like the perfect ending. They're so happy. And this is where I cried. Rachel looks so ecstatic. And then she looks through the crowd and the crowds part like Meryl Streep at the party that you were at. She must have been there. <laughs> Meryl Streep had to use the bathroom. It's the crowds part. <laughs> and Eleanor, Nick's mom, is like at a table and she's looking right at Rachel. And you can tell she's still not... 100% pleased. No. And that's kind of, I give them credit for that too. It's not like everything's fine now. Yeah. Your little game theory lecture really helped. But just, they just have a moment where they both connect. They both acknowledge each other. And then, and then he, she just leaves. Right. She just walks away from the table and disappears into the crowd. And, and I started sobbing. And I feel like at that moment, you're allowed to be like, she is a flawed person, but clearly her love for her son is more important to her than anything else. Yes. And that's, I mean, another reason you do see moments between just Eleanor and Nick where you're like, she really loves her kid. And the first scene we mentioned when he's a child and there's this whole thing that happens you're like, she would do anything for her family. She would do anything to pre- protect her child. And that, yes. and that you never, I feel like part of the reason you can't fully hate her is because you know she's doing it a little bit because of keeping up appearances when she's trying to break them up. But for the most part, you're like, okay, she really thinks this is what is best for her son. She's wrong, probably. I mean, I can't tell the future. Maybe she was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, she's a great character. I loved her. It was beautiful. She was very interesting. I would love to know if anybody else went out and saw it, if you cried, because 
cold, emotionless Becca. It got the best of me. I shed a few tears. For me, that's sobbing. So it was a big deal. I cried more at this movie than I did on my wedding day. Do you know the last time I sobbed in a movie, I saw Christopher Robin? (laughs) (laughs) Megan, that was just released. Oh, was it? (laughs) So like a month or two ago, I saw Christopher Robin and I was like ugly crying. (laughs) Oh my God. There's this part where he gets so mad at Pooh. (laughs) And he basically is just like, like just leaves Pooh. Just leaves him. And then Pooh gets lost and they can't find Pooh. And then... (laughs) And then he like feels bad about it. He gets one of the other animals, and then he's like, "They're like, where's Pooh? We have to find Pooh." And then he's like, "I know where Pooh is." And he did, and he goes to where Pooh is, and they have this conversation. You're like, Winnie the Pooh is the wisest, purest, most perfect soul that ever existed. Says the woman who cried at Winnie the Pooh. I cried. I cried extensively during Christopher. What is it called? Christopher Robin. Is that what it's called? I think so. Christopher Robin. The Ewan McGregor Winnie the Pooh Mm -hmm. movie. There's only one. (laughs) (laughs) That we know of. There's another movie maybe called Finding Christopher Robin, which is also depressing. God, I'm sorry that this came up. (laughs) She looks genuinely upset. I'm sorry. She looks as upset as what I told her that when people say that they're sending their dog to the farm, it means their dog died. You guys... What happened? <laughs> My world came crashing down last week. <laughs> How stupid uh, am I? I just thought that I just guessed that you lived on a farm. I just assumed I, that I like did. you could drive to any farm and be like, I have a dog. Will you take it? And they're like, yes, we have lots of room. They might say yes, but they're not going to let it live. Why would they kill it? <laughs> Do you just kill things on farms? No, no, I, I don't know if this is the time or the place. <laughs> oh, Becca. One of our listeners wrote to us today saying, Megan, the part of you learning about those dogs on the farm, and she's like, I just want to wrap you in bubble wrap and protect you from this cold yes, world. Yes, I read that, and I would sign up for that. <laughs> I'm not ready for this world. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, anyway. Sorry, so, sorry for the poo tangent. I know that it's not necessarily K-drama related, but uh, the fact that this movie did so well at the box office is a big deal, mm-hmm. and I feel like people are overlooking it a bit, but it is a film based on a book written by an Asian author. The film was predominantly made by people who are Asian, mm-hmm. and the cast was almost 100% Asian, and that has not been done in Hollywood in over 25 years. Was it 1993? 1996. Oh, no, you're right. 1993. I read this article. The Joy Luck Club. Yes, I read this article. Because what I also found interesting, who, who, do you remember what article it was? I was reading a lot about this movie, actually. This is from CNN. So there was, a, I think it was a different article where they were talking about, like, obviously this year specifically, audiences have proven that we're, we want diverse stories yes and we're kind of sick and tired of what hollywood has been giving us Mm -hmm. because it's like this was the year of this movie black panther which i think made the most money at the box office like all year Mm -hmm. and love simon which is about a gay high school student Mm -hmm. and so it's like for me for some reason when i read that i was like good lord all in one year we had like 
three pretty big important movies like not even just like the what they're about is important but like the fact that they exist and were successful is important yes i don't know I i'm love very it. inarticulate at talking about this i just think it's a great step for america <laughs> i'm sending jeff a picture of you i wish there were more steps like this but i'm very happy with the step now yeah. was this movie perfect no, Mm-mm. it wasn't. There were a few scenes where I really thought, oh, we rushed that or we cut something out here. Mm-hmm. You could tell something oh. was missing. Honestly, when she got back from the bachelorette party yeah. and they were just sitting on the couch and she's like, they put a dead fish in my room. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, you could call the cops for that. Like, th- there was something Harassment. missing there. Also, I just want to talk about this real quick. So Harry Shum Jr. Please, this has been bothering me ever since Megan told me. So the first time I saw it, I'm sitting there and... He, if you, he's from Glee is the only thing I've seen him in. Um, But he shows up at the very end of the movie. At the engagement party. At the engagement party. And it's kind of a nice, and tying up the storyline for Astrid because her husband's kind of like left her. She's left him. It's, it's done. And Harry Shum Jr. like walks up to the bar and they have this little glance. Like heated connection. Oh, dang. I want this movie to keep going just so I see what happens here. But literally the only time he's in the movie. But then the he credits has no come. lines. No, they don't say anything. Yeah. The credits come on and he has like top billing. Like he's in the single name I, credits on the screen. I think he's like the eighth name listed. Yeah, it's really it's it was I was just I mean, not that it's bizarre. I know he's like a big name for this movie, but I was just like, that's weird. Do you think that if you had Harry Shum Jr. put him in the whole movie? Well, I looked it up. Apparently he played Astrid's ex-fiance and I'm guessing I can't wait for the director's cut to come out because I'm guessing that there's like a whole bunch of scenes with him that got cut. Maybe not. Maybe he just made this great sexy guest appearance because I mean like one look and it was sexy. Mm-hmm. But literally that's the only scene he's in. So I'm really curious to know if there, that was just like they had to cut it for time. And Megan told me at the end of the movie as I'm sobbing, she's like, <laughs> hey, look. And so I saw him look at her and then sure enough, 10 seconds later in the credits, his name is huge on screen. And I was like, I'm sorry, come again? Like, yeah, why? it was so confusing. <laughs> he ha- he was maybe on the screen for five seconds yeah. of that whole movie. And he's like a dapper, handsome movie star. I was ready to see him through the... But no, yeah, weird. I don't know. I really hope Does anybody know? Because Does- I want to see that. I want that backstory. Maybe that's the sequel. I'm in. Hey, Jungkook, if you're listening, hey, could you call in a favor for us? You're famous. That means you know other famous people. Get on the line with Hollywood. See who wrote this movie. Find out what's going on. what happened with this thing. So the last thing I wanted to say, because I thought this was the coolest thing ever. So Eric Nam, who I think is just the cutest little ball of peanut butter on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) He's so adorable. He's, I don't even know how to describe him. He's like Sungri, but times a million. Right? Sorry, you just reminded me. Because I was about to say, you've never called me an adorable little ball of peanut butter. <laughs> and I forgot an important let's reassess. Uh-oh. Okay. So he does everything. He sings. He tours. He's like... He really is like... The MC like, of right. every he show ever. Like some, he's like a personality. He can... He's... He'll have a long career and I don't know what that means. Like he'll... He could have a long career in There's like just five no doubt, different there's jobs. There's no doubt in my mind in 10 years, I will still see the name Eric now. Yeah. He's he's a multi-purpose he's a entertainer. Chameleon. He yes. can do a little bit of everything. So what I thought was so freaking cool is he and his two brothers, who are also just adorable little jars of peanut butter... <laughs> If I was a condiment, what condiment would I be, Becca? <laughs> or spread or a condiment? You would be jelly. Because you're yeah. tasty and a treat. 
And, and I never very, go bad. You're, never, you're very sticky. You're <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Always sweaty. I mean that in a very loving way. I, know. I never want you to leave. Is I know what I will. Mean. So anyway, um, yeah. So it's Eric and then his brothers Eddie and Brian. They wanted to ensure that this specific movie, Crazy Rich Asians, was a box office hit. So they bought out entire screenings. At movie theaters. Which is awesome. And then just gave the tickets away. How cool is that? Do you know, I feel like I remember a bunch of celebrities did the same thing with Love, Simon. Because they were like, we have to show Hollywood that we want diverse stories. We want the LGBTQ community to be represented. These things are important to us. And it's like, man, you know what? Money talks. Wait, is that what the saying is? I think so. Money talks. Who has money? Is that the same? Hey, hey, Jungkook, sorry to keep bothering you during this podcast, but you're the only rich guy we know. Does money actually talk? So I thought that was so cool. So you guys go show Eric and his brothers a little love. I think it's, I honestly, it makes my heart so happy. Like, I wish I had something. Now I feel bad that we're like, hey, we got matinee tickets. It only cost us six dollars. Whatever. Renting out entire theaters. Yeah, seriously. Well, he's a rich guy. Well, God He's love a him. famous person. All famous people are rich. So if you want to, ch- if you don't already, you can follow Eric on Instagram. It's real Eric Nam. It's you got- should listen to his music too. He's got a beautiful voice. He really does have a beautiful voice. And actually, fun fact. Where'd you say he's from? Minnesota? I think so. Oh. Um, one- he's probably going to be offended by our terrible Minnesota accents. <laughs> well, well, sorry everyone you from know? the north. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, now I totally lost. My I'm sorry. That was my fault. No, it's fine. So anyway, yeah, go follow him on Instagram. He's a fun guy to follow. And I for sure follow him. Yeah, I enjoy it. So, oh, that was my story. One of our listeners who's been listening to us for a very long time, Anne. Oh, yeah. And her daughter. It's funny because when you mentioned this to me, that she was the first person I thought of because yeah. of this story. Our huge Eric, Eric Nam fans. Mm-hmm. So they went to an airport in, I believe, Atlanta? I question believe that is correct. Mark. And um, they knew he would be flying in. And so her daughter made a sign. And sure enough... He gets off the plane and like sticks around. He hangs out with them. He signed. He, she sent us a picture. How he took a picture know? with her daughter, and uh, he signed some stuff for her. He took a picture. It's very sweet. She said he was a super nice guy, and it's like one of my favorite fan stories so far of people that we've met through oh, this podcast. Yeah, incredible. So it says he's from Atlanta. Atlanta. Well, there you go. That makes sense. Um. Um. Oh. <laughs> Can I tell you my re- let's reassess yes. thing? Yes. Are you going to make fun of me? Yes. <laughs> so last week. She's giving me the crazy eyes. Those are just my eyes. <laughs> how dare you? Last week, Becca was talking about how she calls friends during her lunch break. Oh, yes. I meant to bring this up today during my reassess. And I said, liar. <laughs> You've never called me on your lunch break. Guess what, guys? Today, I had a missed call. Around 1220? 1202. 1202. I'm 1202. dyslexic. 1202. Dyslexic. <laughs> it was from Becca. And I said, I know what she's doing right now. <laughs> so I picked up my phone and I said, were you calling me so that you could reassess that I said you never call me on your lunch break? And she was like, damn you, Megan. Yes. 
I said, son of a, I really did. I, so I really did want to call you my lunch break today and give you some credit about how you say I never call you my yeah, lunch yeah. break. And I called her and she didn't answer. Classic That Megan. is classic Megan. Classic Megan. So I left so happy. I didn't leave a voicemail. Mm. I was like, I can't Which, wait for tonight. Hey, I'm going to make so me. much fun of her. You could leave a voicemail because I cleaned out my I voicemail. I did notice that I had the option today mm-hmm. to leave a That's voicemail. That's not an everyday occurrence. And so I was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to make fun of her on the podcast tonight. She didn't answer even when I called her. Sure enough, within 30 seconds, she's calling me back. And the first thing, she doesn't even say hello. She goes, were you just calling me? So <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is game theory, right? <laughs> Economics people. I called her bluff. Oh, I love it. So anyway, I reassessed. She called me. All she's right. a good friend. Are you ready? Let's jump into our game. We're wrapping up our podcast. We got here. one quick game because we just wanted to. All right, we had a listener request many, many moons ago to do BTS as chain restaurants. I, again, it's like the got seven is days of the week and times of the day. I don't know where y'all come up with this stuff, but we're always game to try. We're trying. So I hope that we do it justice. <laughs> so I think we're going to go ahead. And we, we thought, since we're doing Crazy Rich Asians, which is a rom-com, this would suit well because it's kind of like, oh, first dates, yes. nice restaurants, yeah, where yeah. would you go? So we kind of did a mixture and we, it's, we just left it up to interpretation. So here we yeah. go. You want to go first? You go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, I don't. I'm scared my answers are bad. Oh, I think they're going to be fine. So if BTS were chain restaurants, mm-hmm. is that what we're doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, all right. Gin. See, I'm not going to be funny. (laughs) I almost feel like we're going to just have all the same things. I said gin would be Olive Garden. Okay. I was hoping you'd make someone Olive Garden because I couldn't think of anyone to be Olive Garden. Like, is it because it's like a little bit nicer? It's, 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 it's a nice chain restaurant. But you're still going to get like, it's like mediocre food. You're going to get like an $8 glass of wine, but it is going to be full to the brim. (laughs) It's not, might not be Cristal. Which I believe is a drink that is expensive. John Cook, you can confirm that with us. I yeah, I'm guessing. I don't know fancy <laughs> stuff, but you're gonna get like house red, and you're gonna get a lot of it. <laughs> Same with the food. Like, is it authentic I mean, Italian? No, uh, I've never been to Italy, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's Amer- the authentic American. <laughs> Which is just full of cheese and preservatives, and like the helping is way too big for one person. But that's what I signed up for. That has nothing to do with gin, though. <laughs> no, I was thinking more along those along the lines of unlimited breadsticks and salad, <laughs> like all you can eat, baby. It's like the perfect situation and like kind of fancy, kind it's of fancy. So gin. When you go, you feel like slightly higher class than you did yes. before you went all and then you walk out and you're in the mall parking lot you're like oh this is my life this feels right (laughs) who are we kidding it's like when we talk about no this is perfect because we talk about how we see bts on stage Uh in their like six thousand dollar gucci outfits and we're like look at those fancy billionaires (laughs) and then we watch them on run bts and we're like look at those dum-dums who are so bad at playing games <laughs> who are fighting over a five dollar gas Coupon station gift card who like literally can't do basic <laughs> math like it's just like you're just like who what the dichotomy is baffling that's there it is you're in an olive garden you feel like you're in italy and then you're in the mall parking lot. it's an olive garden and you know what both you like both. I like them both. I feel yeah. I feel good both places. Yes. Yeah. I feel my I feel more myself in the mall parking lot for sure. 
Just like I feel more myself watching them and run BTS when I'm like, I identify with you ding dongs. <laughs> so yes, I had Jin would be Olive Garden. <laughs> I said he'd be Chili's. <laughs> okay, why? I don't really know. <laughs> I was like, where's a place adults like to go? Chili's, <laughs> like chili. I feel like they have an extensive menu and generally likes to eat. So it's just like he'd be like, "Wow, you can get anything at a Chili's. They have literally <laughs> anything." And also, it's just kind of funny, and I don't know why. <laughs> and same with Jin. He's funny, but I don't really know why. <laughs> so I said Chili's. I love your reasoning. It's not very good, but thank you. All right, for Yoongi. This is mm. going to sound like I'm being really mean to Yoongi. Oh, mine is not. What I is said it? he would be an In-N-Out burger. I mean, he has not got time to mess around with your chain restaurants. True. He's going to go through that drive through if he's going to go at all. And he's going to be In-N-Out, man. He's In-N-Out and back with his day. I also want there to be some connection of like where you think it's got to be overhyped. <laughs> And it's not And then you go and you're like, this is so much better than I ever could have imagined. (laughs) The hype is real. I guess that kind of suits him, except for I never, ever thought like he's overhyped. I don't think you can ever. I don't. I mean, I think maybe people who listen to our podcast are like, they overhype BTS. No, you're wrong, everyone. You're wrong. (laughs) They're magnificent. I will stand by them forever. Because she's jelly. She's sticky. She's I not going stick anywhere. stick to them and they can't get rid of me. You got to use dish soap because it cuts the grease. <laughs> Remind me to tell you my overly dramatic BTS moment that I had next week. Okay. All right. I can't wait. Um, what else about? Anything else about sugar? No, that's just it. I just feel like he's. it's something that is delightful mm-hmm. and people think like oh they're gonna judge it as fast food but then when you eat it you're like this is you're really like, oh, good god and but also like, like he's just in and out he's not gonna waste also, his time there it's like i live in illinois and i can only get that in california yes and it hurts how far away it is mm-hmm. that's very yungi i wish i was close to him oh that's megan that's beautiful junk don't tell him we said that <laughs> so embarrassing <laughs> Jungkook's taking notes. He's like, they're asking me to do a lot today. (laughs) Well, he's so nice. He'll do it. He's like, I can't give Megan this idle dance practice video because I have a laundry list of things to complete before they record Hey, But listen, kiddo, you managed to get that done and out there. Literally, you did it. You got him, kiddo. You did it, buddy. You did it. Sounds like you're talking to somebody playing (laughs) t-ball. No, buddy, you're going the wrong way. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, let's focus on the game, kid. Come on. No more picking flowers. That was me as a soccer player as a child. So for Sugar, I said he would be something like a steak and shake or a waffle house. Ooh. Where there's something very nostalgic about it. I like and that. Like a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> but in a beautiful way. Where it's like late at night and you're the only people in the steak and shake slash waffle house. And you, you know, it smells like grease and you shouldn't be eating what you're eating, but you feel so good and complete eating it. And also you feel kind of sad. <laughs> and you don't know if it's because the food is not great or if it's just like there's a feeling of another time and another place and you're a different person in the steak and shake slash waffle house. 
Yeah. Megan, my abs hurt from laughing at you. Oh, I don't have abs. <laughs> so they can't hurt. <laughs> all right. Uh, I didn't cut you off, did I? No, that's all, all right. <laughs> all right, J-Hope. What did you say? <clears throat> I said Dave and Busters. Girl, I said that for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to a Dave and Busters? I have. I might have changed my answer just to mix things up. <laughs> uh, I didn't have that for J-Hope. Anyway, continue. So Dave and Buster's, you go in and you think, oh, it's an adult thing. Like, I'm going to go for the kids. Did It'll you say you fun. have been there? I have been there. Okay. And you're like, I can't. I'm not going to have that much fun. Like, not nearly as much fun as portrayed on the commercials right. or on TV. And then you go and it's 10 times better than what is oh, portrayed yeah, on yeah, the television. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I have never been, but I feel like I would be open to that. I'm always down for some Dave and Busters. Um, I said for J-Hope, okay, are you familiar with Friendlies? Yes. He's a Friendlies. I like that. Because I feel like they're, they serve food, but their top billing is their ice cream mm-hmm. products. So it's like you go in and the first thing you see is dessert. <laughs> so you're like, I know I'm sitting here and committing to this meal, but I also know what I've got ahead of me, and that's some <laughs> dessert. <laughs> Also, when my brother and I were in high school, my parents took us on a summer vacation to Gettysburg <laughs> because those were the you vacations we went on. Are getting a glimpse of real true life Americana right now. Yeah. right now, and we drove all over the place, and we stopped at a Friendly's, and they had just restocked the claw machine. Mm-hmm. We walked out of that place with like thirteen stuffed animals. <laughs> And I feel like, what's more J-Hope than just like, oh, you want another treat? Here you go. Here you go. Here's some more treats. Take all the treats. <laughs> just giving, giving, giving. More, more, more. And all of it is good and happy and sunshine. I love that. J-Hope. Perfect. All right, RM. Well, now bear with me. Because it's not good reasoning. <laughs> I can't wait. I said Hooters. <laughs> Continue. I can't. I said Hooters. I really agree to hear this. Because the man openly admits to loving porn. (laughs) (laughs) That is not at all what I expected you to say. I thought you would have some like, cool, you know, because you think one thing about it and then there's another thing. No, it's just point blank Hooters. I mean, there's there's boobs on display in our Wow. Jungkook, cover your ears. (laughs) RM has given many interviews, not not shying away from questions about adult things. So, which is another reason I really love him. I know the, the man is just who He's he is, honest, and I think that his transparency makes him more beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. So, yeah, I said Hooters. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd be a good tipper. <laughs> I'm not saying he's just going for that reason. He's, he likes the wings. I mean, he's not just going to look. Their he's fried got, pickles are great. <laughs> they are very good. I gotta admit. So, yeah, I just feel like All right. Hooters. I don't even really know how to follow that. <laughs> um, mine is very different. Let's hear it. I said he'd be a food court at the mall. Ooh. Because... I feel like he is the kind of person who would be like, I want you to be happy. <laughs> so I'm not going to choose something for you. You have to choose yourself, but I will give you the resources. That is so to lovely. To choose something. 
And obviously it's going to be Chick-fil-A. I love that so much. It's kind of a half-formed concept, but I feel like you get you get where I'm going with that. But you know what? With the way that people dress these days, it's kind of like a Hooters. I mean, honestly. I mean, at the mall? Come on. We're in Iowa and we can tell you that's true here. Yeah. And we're conservative. There's no <laughs> there's no dress code at the mall. No. It's the beauty of the mall. You see all sorts of short shorts you, and tank tops and tube tops. It's a and, wonder. And mm-hmm. there are so many interesting people. And why would you miss out on a trip to the mall? Well, because our mall is dying. It's not great. The American <laughs> mall is not in good shape. Yes. It's a sad turn of events. <laughs> Jungkook, we know you're young. A mall <laughs> is like a big building. <laughs> With lots of different stores in it. Anyone born after 1995 might not know that. So if you ever want to go to the mall, I'll take you. You're in for a raucous good time. There used to be a like teeny tiny child-sized, I guess you could call it a theme park, at the mall where we live called Pocket Change Park. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Yes. It was really magical growing up in the age of the mall. Mm-hmm. I feel like we really lived in an amazing time of wonder. We did. In industry. <laughs> <laughs> now we just got those annoying people who chase you down the down the, the aisle trying to get you to use their hand lotion. Oh, God. And it's Those like, I don't people. have any money. <laughs> Can you not tell? I cannot buy anything from you. I'm literally here because I have to be. I can't even think of why I would need to be at the mall. <sighs> All right, Jimin. Oh, if we don't have the same answer, I won't believe in life. I don't think we're going to have the same answer. What'd you say? Because I took a lot of liberties. Oh. I said he's a candlelit dinner on a yacht. Not really a restaurant. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> I feel like you know I love Jimin, and you know I idealize Jimin, but you just took him to a whole nother category. He... The Although, man is a candlelit dinner on a yacht. Mine is similar. My answer is similar. You will not get me to change my answer. You are out at sea... There is nothingness surrounding Isolation. you. Isolation. But a f- little tiny fire in between your faces, and that's it. All you can see is his face staring back at you and some delightful food in front of you. Done. That's all I need. So maybe it's not in a yacht. Maybe I mean, we're just in a closet somewhere, but it's. I'm pretending we're on a yacht. It's romantic. You can hear the water. It's perfect. I kind of want to end the podcast here. <laughs> And just stay with that thought for the rest of the day. We can revisit it once we hit. I'm going to do a lot of pause, rewind, pause, rewind. Because you painted a real nice picture. Um, Good job. And being with Jimin, there's probably 80 glasses or 80 bottles of wine. A lot of wine on that table. Yes. All right. What you got? Very, very similar. Um, I picked the most romantic restaurant in the world. (laughs) Subway. And that's where everybody falls in love. That's where the genesis of love is <laughs> at a the subway, subway sandwiches. Um, <laughs> that's it. Subway. There's obviously no explanation needed. So, where lovers meet. Quick side note when we got a shout out on the head full of Hannibal podcast, mm-hmm. she said, They're really funny, but they play these weird games <laughs> where they <laughs> talk about like, 
who <clears throat> certain band members would be if they were like Subway sandwiches. And, and her like, friend thought that was super funny. And, and we're like, like Thank you. that is a that sounds like a hilariously bizarre thing <laughs> she just thought of as an example. But that's a real game that we played. The sexiest, the of sexiest sandwiches. of the Subway sandwiches. <laughs> I'm assuming that was Jimin. It was Jimin. Was it a cold cut trio or something? No, that can't be right. I don't remember what, what it was. What is the sexiest? <laughs> oh, the spicy Italians. <laughs> Of the that was sandwiches. a real game we played. <laughs> We're adult women. <laughs> God bless you. I'm so glad you exist. You're gonna make me feel like hands so laughing. Much. Oh my god. All right. <clears throat> B. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I have to catch my breath. <laughs> I said he would be Happy Joe's Jungle Bungle. Oh, guys, you got to explain Happy Joe's now. All right. It's an Iowa treasure. When you live in Iowa, there is this amazing pizza place mm-hmm. called Happy Joe's. A little pricey, but... Pretty expensive pizza because it's so Quick darn question good. question for everybody. Is taco pizza a thing where you live? Because I thought it was a thing for everyone, and I've been told multiple times that's just a thing here. So Happy Joe's is known for their taco pizza. It's great. It's just like... Taco but also and their barbecue pizza, the BLT pizza. Oh, I've never had that. Oh, you have not lived. I always get the same thing. It's like an like an everything pizza. Oh, if you're ever around a Happy Joe's, please try the taco pizza. If you really wanted to step it up a notch, try the BLT. I mean, there's mayonnaise on pizza, guys. I know that sounds gross. Oh, it I- is so freaking good. I know it sounds gross. I know what you're thinking right I'm now. I'm not psyched about that i'm gonna post a picture on twitter it's so good okay the next time we can like plan ahead we're ordering a blt pizza let's do it we'll get a little we'll get a little um, do you say blt blt we'll get a little what are they called mini joe personal pn joe it's like a little uh i don't remember what they're called but it's a personal pizza and we'll just get blt it's so good we have to do that like you will never think of taco pizza the same it's 10 times better than the taco pizza i don't which they're known for i love their taco but anyway i said it's v because this happy joe's here in the quad cities has a jungle bungle which which means it is this giant indoor playground for kids and i'm not kidding you these it's like these giant tubes that kids Mm. can crawl in it's awesome it goes up three stories it's a huge huge like it's in a terrarium like a, it it's like in a giant glass building and it's we're not kidding generations have gone through jungle bungle yeah becca and i played a jungle bungle when we were kids yes and now her kids play at jungle bungle all the time it's pretty good and they have like a little arcade connected to it it's so much fun it is fun we were there just a year or two ago for yeah. one of our kids birthdays we were i remember going there for my brother's sixth birthday Oh, I have pictures of me there on like my fifth birthday. Yeah. We might have been there at the <gasps> same time. We would. There would have been a couple months in between is all. That's the most romantic Beautiful. thing that's ever been Back said. Our paths probably crossed it's so a many drama times. Waiting to happen. All right. So I said Jungle Bungle because it'd just be the best pizza. Little pricey. But, but like also it. a playground. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're not, you don't, you have no regrets. And you know what? There's something there for everybody. For the super adults, there's alcohol. Oh, yeah. For the young adults, there's pizza. Oh, and for the young kids, there's a playground. Guys, it's also called Happy Joe's Pizza and Ice Cream. Yes, there's also ice cream. The best ice cream. It's pretty solid. I love it. Why don't we go there more? I don't, why don't we go there now? Like, yeah, screw this. <laughs> I flip the mic over. <laughs> I want some wings. <laughs> All right, what'd you say? I said Sonic. Ooh, 
Oh, okay. Because the whole thing's kind of silly. <laughs> if you've never been to a Sonic, it's like it's like old timey where you have to park at your individual You're stall. You're yelling at the thing. And you order into a thing and then they bring it out to you, to your car. So the whole time you're like, this is such a novelty. Like this is a totally unnecessary setup. It's very elaborate. And there's like, the menu is bonkers. It's mm-hmm. like you get a, like a hot dog or burgers or nuggets or like it's all the things. And there are 14 million flavors of slushies. And you're just like, overwhelmed it's too much and it's wonderful and the food is great and you can get tater tots and you're just like what (laughs) so many choices also though i've only been to a sonic once and my initial thought was this is the messiest food for you to feed me in my car. In my car. It's like, makes I'm no sense. It's the it's like worst, messiest food in little, my car. Like they're famous for their chili dog, <laughs> which at a table, a chili dog is hard to eat. In a car, it's impossible. It's impossible. I... I the best memory I maybe ever have <laughs> is my brother and I are like really... We make each other depressed, but in a fun way. <laughs> and one New Year's Eve, we had nothing to do. We were adults at this point. So we went to Sonic. I took an empty purse with me. We filled it with tater tots. <laughs> and then we went and saw like three movies in a row and just sat and ate tater tots. Also, my brother thinks we're hoarders, so he was trying to get rid of stuff. And he found this sweatshirt that I had from fourth grade. It was bright purple, had Tweety Bird on it. <laughs> And Tweety Bird was saying something stupid. And he was like, you can definitely get rid of this. And I was like, no, it's nostalgic. He's like, if you are keeping this, you have to wear it all night. So I wore this way too small Tweety Bird sweatshirt with a purse full of tater tots for like six hours at the movie theater. And that's my Sonic story. I love it. That was an unnecessary story. That is the most Megan story I've ever heard. It is the most Megan story ever. But anyway, via Sonic, because it's unnecessarily silly, but also delicious, and I crave it. I love it. Sorry, that went off all over. <clears throat> all right, Jungkook. All right, I had Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, duh. That's I a mean, great answer. Testosterone. It's sports. The, it's the 4th of July of restaurants. <laughs> 4th of July of restaurants. <laughs> Beer. There's like a shooting it's game. so loud. So loud. People just unnecessarily How many stand up and start shouting at a TV. And it's not just like you're walled in by TVs. All the TVs have something different on them. Yes. It's overwhelming. It's nonsense. And also, I just feel like I go there and I just zone out. Like, I don't even know where to focus. I go so I into just a blankly like, stare. Yeah, a total fugue state where I'm like <laughs> going, I'm going back inside of myself just to protect myself. And then I feel like no matter what, you're like, oh, I'll get the wrap or I'll get just the side of chips or whatever. And the waitress comes and you're like, I want meat. All the wings. <laughs> I want lots of meat. And you're like, and dip I'm it just going to have one beer. And then you're like, maybe four. <laughs> I'm not driving. <laughs> Because you're always there for hours. You can't just... Because whoever you're with, if you're with one of the guys we're with, you're there for hours. Because they're, they like commit to watching a game. It's not like we'll watch the game while we eat. It's like we'll eat while the game is on. And just keep eating. Isn't that true? That's our family. Oh my God. It's like get me out of here. Also, this has nothing to do with junk food, but the floors are always simultaneously very sticky and very slippery and it's it's not any one specific location it's all buffalo wild all buffalo wild wings 
Like, what are you putting on this floor? But the bathrooms are always surprisingly very nice. It's like a wet jelly. I'm it's confused. a wet Megan. <laughs> a wet Megan is wiped all over the floor. It's upsetting. <laughs> so he would be a Buffalo That's Wild Wings. That's the perfect and obvious answer that I can't believe I didn't think of. What'd you say? I, I was worried we'd have the same answer. No, I said Dave and Buster's for him. Oh, yes. Because I originally had Dave and Buster's for him. To me, it's like... He will take you. Or, so this was kind of me thinking, like, where would Junk take you if he had to take you to a chain restaurant? Somewhere where he could beat you at things. <laughs> <laughs> because it would be like cute and flirty, but also like he needs to win. He needs to let you know he yeah, can like, beat you like at this. Like he is good at this, <laughs> and he's not gonna go easy on you because you're his date. Like he will maintain that he is number one and has the high score. And it's like I get it. It's fine. You know, whatever. You're buying me food. I don't care. And then if you, like, do beat him at one thing, he, like, can't let it go. Oh, yeah. He'll sulk yeah. all night. Or he'll be like, let's just maybe one more round. <laughs> and you're like, no! It was an arcade game. It doesn't like, matter. Hey, best three, best two out of five. Yes. Or three out of five. Yes, yes. And you're like, we've played ten times. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I, and I you, like, try to let him win. I'm and done he's playing this so game. psyched out. <laughs> he can't win. You're like, I'm not even trying. And you're losing. <laughs> And then you fall in love because that's beautiful. Because Jimin shows up and he brings guys Subway. He's like, hey, everybody, I brought a spicy Italian. <laughs> I like, oh, it must be Jimin. <laughs> I was going to change it to Chuck E. Cheese, which is the child's version of Dave and Buster's. Because, yes. again, you go thinking like, God, I don't want to be at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> but then you get there and you're like, there are games and the pizza's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And that terrifying robotics show. <laughs> <laughs> My, my daughter had a birthday party there. I haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in forever. Mm-hmm. She had a birthday party there this year. And I went. It's just as scary. It's, it's more terrifying it's be as an adult. As an adult. Because you're like able to comprehend what's happening. As a kid, I think you can write it off as like, well, that was strange. <laughs> but lots of things are strange as an adult. You're like, that's threatening. <laughs> Say 3,000 pound mouse robot that is singing pop songs and it's to me been doing that and he's looking right at me while he, he's like the mona lisa i moved all over yes, that place and he was staring always. at me the whole time and it's been like you remember him looking at <laughs> like that at you when you were six <laughs> and he's still looking at he hasn't moved for 30 years <laughs> it's horrifying Oh, poor guy. So he's not checking. We're going to stick with Dave and Buster's. Again, yeah. I've never been there, but I know there are games there and that he could beat me at them. Yes. So. I totally agree. Do they serve booze at Dave and Buster's? Yes. Is that what makes it? So like, do kids go to Dave and Buster's? No, it, it's only for adults. Well, it's just I for grownups. I think you can bring <clears throat> kids. I think it's more of like an adult bar. Do you know what bothers me about that place? And again, I've never okay. been there, so this is maybe unfair. I don't think it has windows. No, I don't think it does. I don't like buildings without windows. It's so like casinos. Like I hate bowling casinos. alleys. Oh, bowling alleys. Movie theaters. Oh, God. You're kind of catching me there, aren't you? <laughs> well, I mean, you called me out for calling you on your lunch break well, today, You did so. that. <laughs> you were setting me up. Saboteur. <laughs> All right. I take back the window thing. <laughs> Malls. <laughs> I don't like places of eating with no windows. <laughs> That's a very specific phobia. Yeah. I bet there's a name for it, though. I'll look it up. When, yeah. Oh, my God. There's got to be. <laughs> I don't like eating in windowless rooms. Uh, so anyway, that was it, guys. That's all we got. I, I, like, for, I forget who even requested that. Maybe Fatma. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm sorry that we're just getting to it. It was a fun one. That but, was good. Yeah. 
That was fun. We always enjoy Sorry, guys, the game I feel segment. Like I was on a lot of tangents tonight. <laughs> Sorry, Becca. I want to apologize to you. It was crazy rich Megan. I'm a little loopy tonight, and I have no excuse. <laughs> we had a long weekend. Hey, everybody, listener, you specifically, I, I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Yeah. I hope you didn't labor. I did. I also did. Um, But yeah, I hope you had fun and... We're healthy and happy and got some downtime. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we appreciate it. We got a lot of emails over the weekend. We did, so we had some nice Thank you for reaching out to us. Weekend. And also some really cool people were like commenting on stuff on Twitter that I've never heard of before. So hi, new friends. Oh. Welcome to Nunia Business. Yay. They were calling out specific things we said in old podcasts. So it was kind of funny, but... Bad things? No. Oh. Cool things. Oh, oh yeah. God. See, we're, it's, like, we're so from the Midwest. We're like, bad things? Did they hate us? <laughs> What didn't they Was like about Was it the person us? who gave us a one-star review? Oh, I'll find Jungkook. <laughs> it was you, wasn't it? At least tell Megan and I which one of us got the star. I was mean, probably you on. because I say inappropriate things about him. And it's just in fun, dude. Calm down. Don't take yourself so seriously. Let's anyway. talk this out face to face. Yeah, man. I think that's what we need to do. Yeah. So, Megan, you want to take us out for today? I do. Please contact us on the internet. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Nunia Business, Facebook at Nunia Business. We also have a website, www.nuniabusiness.com. You can also find our podcast on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. Those are the ones that you can <laughs> where you can find us. And please check out our sponsor, Who Arted. You can find the website at www.who-arted.com. That's spelled A-R-T-E-D. Yay. And if anybody happens to live in the Quad Cities, I am teaching a hand lettering class soon. Oh, check out her. So legit, go to her Instagram or her website so that you can see this because it's fascinating. It's really fun. So I'm going to be teaching a hand lettering course. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I wish that I had half of the talent that you have. You can find my Instagram. It's who arted photo. Who arted photo. W-H-O-A-R-T-E-D-P-H-O-T. It's mostly pictures of my kids because they're my muses. There are quite a few pictures of Megan in there as well. I'm her fourth child. There's almost no pictures of me. No. Don't go looking for that. And yeah, but I also do a lot of crafty fun things. And so there's some cool things in there. They're awesome. So anyway... We are still looking for more recommendations of people to reach out to and interview. Just gen, yeah, recommendations in general. We've gotten some great suggestions, and we will be reaching out soon to those people. So if you are listening and you are somebody that was recommended, it's coming. Mm -hmm. We're setting, we're sending those out very quickly. So um, anybody that you would like to be interviewed about K-pop, K-dramas. Crazy rich Asians. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Whatever you got in your Subway sandwiches. I wonder if we could get somebody from a subway to call it. Man, dude, it. you know how long it's been? We talk about subways so often, and I still haven't gotten a subway sandwich like since we started this podcast, and I want one so badly. Well, next week, we'll get a BLT pizza, and, and then the next week, we'll, we'll follow subway. it up with subway. Deal. It only seems fair. Deal. So anyway, hope you guys are having a great week. Whether mm-hmm. this is your first episode or your 32nd episode. We're my age. We're your age. We're <gasps> Megan tonight. Oh, no wonder it was so bonkers. <laughs> It doesn't know where it's going or what it's doing or what's in store. (laughs) This is the Identity Crisis episode in honor of me. 
And I think it was great with tater tots and Tweety Bird sweatshirts galore. That's what we need in our lives. Peak of my life was that night. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you soon.